buddy. Oh, buddy. Yeah. The people have spoken, Funky Phil. The world believes you need a cyber truck. <laughs> like 90. <coughs> sorry. Sorry. Oh, God. 90 something percent. <coughs> only only two no's. The There's, rest were all yeses. I, I'm surprised there were any no's. And it was like Dominic Jimenez, no. And Zach Nager, no. They both said no. Yeah. Everybody else in the world thinks you need that the cyber, truck. cyber truck. Yeah. Is there even... I couldn't... So, this, you're speaking of the new Tesla thing, right? Yeah. It came out. Yeah. It looks like it's from a 80s sci-fi movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Which gains it cool points in my book, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I voted yes. <laughs> I voted yes, too. Um, I mean, it's not exactly my style, but... I can't see myself driving that thing down the road. That, but. I haven't seen uh, any pictures of it from, like, the top or the back where you can see the back. Is it an open, like, bed, yeah, back, it, like a pickup truck? It has, like, a sliding cover that slides up, like like, electronically, I guess. And then it's a bed of a truck. So if you watch the, the okay, so it is like a pickup. Yeah, and, so the and then the bed, the thing. bed, the the gate of the bed goes down, and then like some thing pops out, and it makes like a ramp. What? Yeah. So they had like an electric Tesla quad, like motorcycle quad that this fool just like rode up into the bed of the truck. And then he like broke the windows on and it. And then right? he broke the windows when he yeah. was, it was supposed to be like how indestructible they are. Yeah, they hit the door with a sledgehammer. Didn't do anything. Really? And then they took like a steel marble or something and like threw it at the window and it broke. But it didn't go through the window. Yeah. It like just shattered. Yeah, but the point was it wasn't supposed to break. It wasn't supposed to even do that. No. That was a big flop. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it goes to show that like even <laughs> Tesla, things don't always go according to plan, dude. Yeah. <laughs> the biggest, like one of the biggest names, you know, like companies. So what you're saying is we're pretty much just as good as Tesla. Yeah. I mean, if they make mistakes, this is the thing, man. When I saw it, I was like, what the heck is that? But it's kind of growing on me a little bit. Like, granted, I cannot see myself driving that one. thing. No, I can't see myself driving that thing. You said you were going to get a Tesla. I want to. Now I don't know. Don't you ride <laughs> dirt bikes? Aren't you into dirt bikes? Not anymore, fool. I got a broken ankle or have. You know what you could put in there? Drums. And a Vespa. Oh, yeah. Dang it. Like a very old machine that runs on gas into the newest thing. Yeah. Um, I bet you could convert your Vespa to be electric. How stinking punk rock is that, though? He's, dude, Elon Musk is a pure punk rocker, dude. You think? Think about it. Think about it. He has these cars that are already punk rock, and they're just squashing everybody out there. But they kind of look alike. They all look similar. Like you see one, you're like, oh, that's a Tesla. And then he just is like, oh, yeah, we're going to come out with a truck. Everybody has these dumb renderings of the trucks. They look like futuristic F-150s or something. And he comes out with that? He's like, I literally can do whatever I want, and people are going to eat it up. He definitely likes Back to the Future. By the end of that that presentation, there was like 150,000 like pre-orders or something that's funny it reminded me of the delorean from yeah back to the future kind of yeah with all the stainless steel and very angular shape yeah yeah 
very bizarre, very bizarre looking truck, but um, it's so crazy to just punk everybody in the industry. I mean, I would drive it if you bought it for me. I would drive it. <laughs> I would drive it. I just feel like, there's, dude, think about there's showing no up. no way I could afford that thing. Think about showing up to a Schmucky Metals <laughs> gig, and you just got this square looking beast of a truck that's like metal. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was this, like, doomsday prepper, I would have that truck. Yeah. But not for an LDB gig, Schmucky Metals gig. I'm pulling up to Paula Casino, pulling out my symbols or whatever. Well, I wouldn't use symbols, but pulling out my stick bag and just being like, hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? No, don't. That's just my truck. Oh. Weird. <laughs> Wait, I'm confused. So you'd be embarrassed to show up to mm-hmm. a wedding gig in that? Yeah. Why? Because it's very, like, look at me, look at me. I guess. You wouldn't feel embarrassed to drive that truck? I would I don't feel, know. I would feel like it would just, driving something like that, I'm not that guy. Like, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not the Lambo guy. It is kind of Lambo-esque, I yeah, guess, huh? Yeah, like that's the kind of truck that you, when that thing comes out, you're going to have a bunch of douchey fools, like, cruising cruising's um sunset boulevard in santa monica and like the strip in vegas like blasting blasting guys that have tattoos on their faces kind of hip-hop no that one fool that that middle eastern fool that's like what's another one whatever that guy's name khalid or whatever i don't know this guy (laughs) khalid dj khalid or whatever i don't listen to that music i'm sorry i am black and i am puerto rican and I should like reggaeton, I guess. That's just not my thing, bro. It's just not my thing. <laughs> I like reggae and I like tones, but I don't like reggaeton. It's not my thing. Is that what it's called? Reggaeton? I think I've heard of this. And I think I don't like <laughs> DJ it. DJ Khalid. Khalid. I don't know what his name is. But anyways, fools will be driving with that truck. Somehow making engine sound, like a speaker with engine sounds to make it sound like... Rrr, 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 you think? Even though it's silent. <coughs> oh, oh, man. Stop it. Sorry. Just go drink some coffee. Gosh dang it. You're sick Phil, still. It's my I, second, we, third week I'm now. pretty sure Stan would back me up that it's probably because you haven't been drinking coffee. I've been drinking tea because they say it's healthier for you when you're sick. Hogwash. I'm sick, Phil. Get some brown sauce. Gosh dang it. I can't stop being sick. Friday, I was like, I'm over this. I'm going to get better. And I started just conducting life as normal. Friday night, I pretty much died. I was choking. I was coughing so hard, keeping my wife up all night. I was like under the cover, shivering like, babe, I'm so sick. I'm so sick. (laughs) And she's like, are you all right? And I'm just like, no. No, I need some chamomile tea. And then I just fell asleep and didn't drink the tea. What? I love chamomile tea. Yeah, it's like a drug for me. I have been having herbal teas late at night lately. Oh, man. It's so good. Well, I'm sure Stan would agree with me, Phil, when I say you need to just drink coffee. At 2 in the morning? for you. (laughs) What are you doing up at 2 in the morning, fool? Dad duty? Getting home from gigs and stuff? Oh, yeah. Dang, working, man. Um, You know... Damn, I mean, just... I don't know. Like a lot of times, I I can't. I have to unwind when I get home from a gig. Still, like I'm. Oh, not me. I'm not like always. I don't always just go dive right into bed. You need a massage Sometimes. chair. Sometimes oh, no, you hate things on your back. No. Yeah. 
You Are you talking things. about that stupid backpack again? <laughs> that, well, Just that because called? I don't like a stupid vibrating backpack on it's me while not I play a vi- drums. You make it sound so dirty. It's, it's a not vibrator. A vibi- it's not. A- it's a vibrator in a backpack. No, that, it isn't. That buzzes when you hit your kick. No, it's and a it's, tactile like. And I hate it. It's the same thing as a subwoofer, except without the sound. That's not the same thing as a subwoofer. It's a sub. It's a sub pack. <laughs> It's a sub pack. It's so you feel the low vibrations By of your kick drum that is and bass. Not the same thing as a kick. I as put a, this. As a sub. I put this thing on Phil one day. Like, dude, you have got to check this out. This is a game changer. It lasted like half of a millisecond, and he was like, "Get this off of me. This is gross." I'm like, "Why is it gross? It's dope. It fe- you feel music." You were like, "You couldn't get it further away from you." I don't want things vibrating on me while I play drums. <laughs> You like it when a sub is boosted. Hmm? You love it when a sub is boosted next to you. I like having, yeah. I That's like the being same able to, feeling. I like having, being able to hear the kick. No, feel the kick. Feel the kick. Yeah, yeah. Sound pressure. That's the same thing. Sound pressure is not vibrating oh my a gosh. vibrator on your back. It's the it's sa- not. It feels the same way. No. Oh, boy. One feels like something buzzing on my back. It's not- you got to try it again. It's very different. We gotta try it again. I'll try it again, and we, right. maybe we should get a video of it. All right, we'll have to do that. I have two of them. They're I can amazing. see. It. All right, I I could see it being cool on like casino stages. Yeah, I mean, let me let me rephrase that. Not cool because wearing a backpack while you play drums oh is not cool. But it's so sleek and like it it just conforms to your back. It looks like one of those hiking backpacks that you walk around no. with, with like water in it. Oh yeah, it does. Look it like looks that. like like one of the like you're about to go hike up a mountain or something. <laughs> you could do it with that because it's Bluetooth and it's portable. Um. Anyways, we're off on a tangent. There's so many things to talk about. Um. This is the Drum Brigade podcast. What an intro. Um. I'm still sick, guys. You're gonna be dealing with my voice messed up you're gonna be dealing with me coughing uh sorry guys deal with it um that was a sorry not sorry yeah sorry sorry not sorry <clears throat> uh this is episode 63 of the drum brigade podcast i am Corey kingston coming in over an hour late because i'm sick phil i'm sorry sure. yeah this time i really am sorry Phil comes here. Dude, the, the worst thing I ever did and the best thing I ever did was get you a key to the beat locker <laughs> because now I'd have no reason to just be like, oh, Phil's there. I got to go. He's waiting. I'm like, Phil's there. He's probably playing drums, watching TV. And I'm just like, I'll take my time, go to Starbucks. Dude, I got to get with it. But on, in all honesty, everything is just going slow for me this week, man. I have so much. I mean, this week, over the past two weeks because of being sick, I have so much to do and I'm just so like, over everything i have no energy mm. so i'm here i'm here and we do have a fantastic show the guy over there coming in an hour ahead of me turning knobs getting the show ready everything's set up i just walk in like a rock star now and just <laughs> check my mic can i get more in my headphones and hit record crazy the world that we live in dude <laughs> that guy that you hear that i've been having a conversation with that needs a cyber truck is He's very sassy today. Very sassy today. Looking so dapper, wearing a sweater, just collar popped. He's wearing a collared shirt and a sweater. Just looking so nice. You're such a gentleman, Phil. He's got pants on today. Glasses too. Yeah. Dang. 
He's the one. He's the only funky Phil Pardell. Oh, boy. Yes. Phil, we got an amazing guest this week. We do. Like. He's a famous actor. He's a famous. Like, I didn't know. I knew him as a drummer. I didn't know he was like. I was like, why does this dude have so many followers? And he's a phenomenal drummer. And he's insane on, on drums. But he's got like weird sponsorships, too, and stuff. Like Nutter Butter. His hair is two different colors. <laughs> yeah. Um, so coming on our show this week is one, the only, Makai Curtis. Oh, buddy. Yeah, so we're excited to have him on. He's a friend of the Drum Brigade. Um, phenomenal drummer, phenomenal actor. Very famous with the young with the young ones. You might get a lot of youthful listeners on our show this week. Off the go- you know, I just got Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure. I bet he's all over that. I need to go look at some of those shows. Yeah, he's a Disney actor. So um, your kids are going to love him. When your kids grow up, you're, you're going to be like, or maybe not. They're going to be like, wait, that's homeboy? Homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> that's how your kids talk. Wait, that's Paul from Alexander and the Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Day? <laughs> homeboy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's Homeboy, Felix, and Girls Meets World? I don't Girl think, Meets World? I don't think uh, I've ever heard my son Felix say Homeboy. No, Milo says it. Oh, my! I can yeah. see Milo saying it. Yeah, he calls me sometimes. He's like, what's up, Homeboy? He's a little tough guy. He's got like a scar already. Already? Yeah. Scarface? He's got a scar in his eyebrows. He's going to have that like scarred eyebrow, cool guy look. He was so perfect, Phil. You can't let him damage his face. That's a million dollar face. You know, babies are going to do things, and sometimes you, you can't get you can't get to them before it happens. Oh man! Well, <coughs> um, that's what happens, Phil. You can't. It's like you just you can't protect them, Mm-mm. or else they grow up all like protected and pampered and like little soft little boys. Well, you try, but he's man, a tough guy. He's a little firecracker, dude. I want to hold him again. He's a little pistol. Yeah, he's getting heavy. I will. Uh, he's yeah, gonna you play better drums. hold him soon because he's getting big. Man, <laughs> does he talk yet? Just kidding. He said, "Papa." Oh yeah, really? That happened. Yeah. Dang. I think I've got a video of it. I don't know. Um, and uh, Felix is just being Felix. He's always telling me you can't say naughty words. I'm like, I never say naughty words. What are you talking about? He's yeah. like, Papa. Corey said a naughty word. It's true. I'm like, what? What is a naughty? Oh, I can't say crap. Sorry, buddy. Um, all right. Anyways, this is the show. Uh, it's the Drum Brigade. <coughs> you can listen to this show on all the platforms that you listen to your podcasts. That being iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Overcast, Radio Public, many others. Or if you can't listen to those, just go to drumbrigade.com. You can click the link to any of those platforms or you can download it straight from our website you can also find information on our guests uh each week description of the show pictures of them sometimes videos um all that stuff so go ahead and check out drumbrigade.com we also have a patreon link on drumbrigade.com we also have a few products like drumsticks drum stickers um t-shirts all that jazz. So if you want to even like be a part of the brigade, even more than you already are more than listening to this show, you want to represent the drum brigade and the brotherhood of drums, then check out our website and hit us up. <coughs> oh man. Professional dude. 
professional. I'm just so professional. Coughing. <clears throat> um, dude, I already apologize, but I'm apologizing again. I'm going to, I'm going to be coughing a lot. I'm sorry. Stop it. Yeah. Uh, anyways, me and Phil have websites too. Corey Kingston, K O R E Y K I N G S T O N.com. Phil Pardell, P H I L P A R D E L L.com. We have many things to check out. Um, I, I updated my vlog. It's called a day in a life. There's several, I mean like tons of vlogs. You can follow me around on gigs, follow me around as I go on tour, play some great gigs, some not so great gigs. I don't really hold back from speaking the truth on my vlog. I want it to be a real day in the life of a drummer. So about to step up my game, Phil, and buy a different camera. The new GoPro mm. seems pretty dope. I, I don't know I'm anything de- about it. Debating on getting... What's so special about the new one? So uh, I've been using GoPros for vlogs for years now. And I've, I've had... I've had I, I want to say like the first generation... And then like the third generation, and then I have a Hero 5, I think. It's a little bitty little thing. Um, and the newest one, I was like, yeah, I got GoPros. They're all the same. But the newest one, I was like, I don't really need a, a screen to see what I'm filming. But the newest one has this, this uh, not leveling, but um, what do they call it? When it's, it's I, always, I keep wanting to say dampening, but it's uh, stabilization. Oh, uh, that's cool. So I was going to get the Hero 8, which is basically like a, a regular GoPro, records in 4K. I don't see the point in recording in 4K. Who watches stuff in 4K unless you have like a TV that you're watching it on? Uh, but they have the GoPro Max, which is a 360 camera. And that is dope. It is like dope. 360? Yeah. How does it see everywhere? It has two cameras that are like giant fish eyes. And it stitches them together, and then it's just a big circle of 360-ness. So how do you even watch that? Uh, I'll have to show you videos, but basically why it's so good is because you can just you can hold it straight out, and it's capturing everything around you. So you, when you're editing, you can figure out what you want to see. Like, you can point it at you, you can point it ahead, you can point it at the side. Oh, uh, okay. Um, or you can just record, like, a regular GoPro, but there's two cameras, so now I can see myself on screen and make sure I'm in frame where I couldn't do that before, and it's extremely stable. Like, mm. to the point where it's horizon leveling, so it keeps the horizon in frame, and you can hold the camera upside down, but the horizon's still level. Dang. So I feel like that will step up my built-in shotgun mics, by the way. What? I feel like those are big things that will help my vlogging go to the next level. Can you change the gain on the mics? I'm not sure about that. They are GoPros, by the way. So they're not like pro level. They're like more... It's more about... Just, it's like a perfect camera for vlogging, but it's not like a pro camera where we can film drum videos. I mean, we can, but... I just wish they would have gain control. That's all. That's yeah, not, I don't think that's so. not that advanced of a feature. It just would make it so that audio doesn't distort <laughs> constantly. Yeah. Well, I've watched a ton of videos, and it's pretty good for vlogging. I still need to get a really good pro camera, like a, a DSLR or something. Um, so that's going to have to wait, though, because the thing that I do more than filming drum videos and web show is vlog. 
So I want to keep the vlogs going. So I might make that purchase this week. Black Friday, buddy. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, Phil has, has educational stuff, all that jazz too. Yep. You can do play alongs, all of it, play alongs, <laughs> um, all kinds of stuff. So if you want to hire us for lessons, you want to book us, you want to do all that jazz, just hit us up, use the contact form drumbrigade.com or our personal websites or Instagram drumbrigade, all that stuff. All right, man. We have drum brigade email addresses now, don't oh, we? Oh Yeah. Yeah, you can just hit me up personally, Corey at drumbrigade.com. Or me. You have one too? Yeah. Phil at drumbrigade.com? I think that's what it is. Dang, buddy. I have no idea. I never use that. I still haven't gotten a single email in it. Me either. (laughs) Um, But we look pro as X. (laughs) All right. um, So we're going to have to get into what our weeks were like, soapboxes, et cetera, after our guest, because I came in too late, people. I'm sorry I'm sick. So we're going to bring on Makai Curtis, and then we're going to get into our personal stuff after our guest. All right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Funky Phil. Yeah. We have a celebrity on the line. Bonafide. Oh, Bona geez. like oh, legitimate, God. okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was not only okay, let me just say this, dude. He's known for playing Paul and Alexander and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. <laughs> Felix and Girl Meets World, Fish and Kirby Puckets, he's worked with Weird Al on a cartoon voiceover stuff. He's a professional dude. actor. He's a professional drummer. He's a handsome gentleman, this guy. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> the one, the only, Makai Curtis. Dude, oops, look at dude. How come I get so nervous, dude? All right, Makai Curtis, there you go. <laughs> I hit a drop. Hello, beautiful people. <laughs> dude, thank you for coming on the show, man. <laughs> man thanks for having me, guys. Glad to be here. Glad dude, be here. you know what's funny? is So, like, Phil has kids, but I don't have kids. So I don't really frequently watch the Disney Channel or like cartoons or stuff like that. I'm and I, I don't uh-huh. mean that in a negative way. But I knew no, you. No, as, no, I get it, man. I know. I know you as a drummer. I didn't even. I really, honestly, didn't know you were an actor until we were having. We were trying to plan that shed, and you're like, "I'm on set," and I was like, "Is this full of <laughs> actor?" And we like. Yeah, I was because I noticed you like you have a, a quite a following. <laughs> on social media <clears throat> sorry man and you do some cool like like endorsement stuff like outside of the box of a normal drummer like i know you have yeah. like a, a thing you do on like you're you're kind of like an influencer on social media right like yeah, with, yeah, um, yeah. and so you've done some like endorsement stuff with nutter butter and 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 so i'm like kind of like man this dude is like really thinking out of the box as far as a drummer i love that <laughs> like how do yeah, i get bro. on that level like where i'm like getting outside endorsements like i'm calling nutter butter like y'all y'all do artists or like you know I'm, like getting endorsement deals like getting nutter butters at cost or something but like but then then we started putting it together and i was like oh i get it yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> man how do you like first of all how's everything going like what are you what are you up to today like what's going on you know like man 
I literally just got off the flight from New York. I was over there handling some, some acting stuff. Um, just came back from Vancouver also. Wow. Acting stuff. Had a couple meetings and whatnot over there, showing whatnot. Musically, I'm, and I'm talking musically, I had a show over there. Oh, uh, cool. Musically. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, I've been just ripping and running, man. You know, living life, loving. Man. Bro. So you've been in this, you've been in the acting game for a, for a while since you were a kid, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so that's Started kind over of over in New York. Okay, and, uh, so because you're you're still very young, and you're, mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're like working like a maniac, you know, both on drums and on on set. Um, yes, sir. I mean, what's that like, man? How I mean, how first of all, how is it like? Do you you get mobbed by like young kids and girls and like <laughs> like wherever you go? Like, <laughs> Wait a minute, are you that guy? Like. You know, is it yeah, like man, that? There's always, there's always standing love around. That's it's, cool. It's, it's a great feeling. I love, I love you know interacting with people that follow me and stuff like that. Like, oh, you know me? Yeah, cool. That's, that's <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's there's always that sort of um, you know, uh, uh, there's always that sort of you know area to take on with uh, being an influencer and stuff like that. That's cool. Actor. So yeah, it's fun. It's fun. I love it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Do all of the people that know you from TV shows, do they know you're also a drummer? I mean, you kind of put that out there, you know, kind of on the, on the same level that you're a, you're a drummer, you're a good drummer, but a <laughs> lot of your Instagram videos, are you playing drums, you know, and then funny videos and stuff like that too. But, um, do a yeah, lot of your you fans know, um, know that? Actually, no. The, uh, right. A lot of my fans, more so like fans that come up to me in, in person, know me for being an actor. Okay. Um, yeah, the, the the social media side is more of where that's kind of you know how I wanted to break it up. You know, like people see me TV, movies, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's where acting Makai comes. You know, I mean, social media. That's where you see. Obviously, you see some more skits and you know stuff I'm working on. But that's where a lot of my musical side comes in as well. Yeah. So that's kind of how it's, you know split up. You know, and it, it, it's funny because you're not the first, you know, musician friend that I've had that are like, they're like, yo, you, you're an actor too. Like that's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because a lot of people, you, they, they see I have a verified page and everything. They're like, you're, you're a drummer. How do you have, I'm like, well, I mean, yeah, I'm a drummer, but I'm also an actor too. That's kind of the whole reason that that's a <laughs> thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's a, there's a select few that know that I do both. That's cool. I think yeah. it's great, man. It's like, it, it really, it probably helps you as a drummer too, to have a personality and to have a style and, and, um, you know, to be able to like, absolutely. it adds I to your it image just helps as a person, you know, <laughs> just as a, as a human being to have, you know, sort of color and character to you, not just being, you know, I'm a, I'm a musician, I'm going to sit in the house and yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it just makes it more personal. That's I mean, cool being pleasant to be around yeah do you um did you start playing drums first or did you just was it all like kind of a working together were you aspiring to be an, a child actor first or like how did that all work no nah, honestly um i've been around music my entire life my, my father is uh he's a producer and keyboard player he toured the world like you know cool. clean my teeth for coffee brown tone wow so you know i've been around yeah i've been around that my, most of my life you know, i got a bunch of uncles will like play uncle you know and my father's friends who kind of been like mentors to me and stuff like that mm. so i've been around music mostly my entire life but i've always been like a super goofy dude just you know making my family <laughs> laugh and stuff like that uh. 
So, yeah, um, falling into acting happened. I was going to New York for, like, the first time with my parents, and something happened on the subway. They wouldn't give me what I wanted, so I, like, threw a whole temper tantrum. I stayed, like, a little protest and swinging off the handlebars and everything. And <laughs> there was, like, a... <laughs> There was a there was a talent agent on the train. She's like, you know, you keep funny. Um, you should bring him by my office. Now, my family was saying, you know, how, like if you get stopped in the mall, they're like, you, your kid's cute. You know, you give me three hundred thousand yeah. dollars or whatever. Yeah. I'll make him a movie star and be on TV. So that's kind of what they thought it was. But um, just give us five thousand dollars for headshots, and then you know, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and he'll be on Disney Channel all the time. But yeah. that's kind of what they thought it was. But you know, they were really adamant, and you know, we were like, why not? We're in the city, so we'll go. Sat down, talked to them, and walked out with my first audition, um, which I was like four at the time, so I didn't really wow. know what I was doing, but I was, I was having fun. Yeah, I wanted to go on like, all the other producers my very first time. They wanted to choose somebody else because I was four and I was playing a character that was standing and had teeth in my face. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, so kind of started there, uh, you know, doing small stuff in New York. Um, not really taking it serious. I was kind of still, you know, heavy on the music side. Or, actually wanted to kind of be like a normal kid playing football and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's really what happened. And I wanted to get hurt and playing football. I dislocated my shoulders. Oh. So they kind of, my mom threw me out the window like, you're not doing that anymore. Whatever. So, <laughs> so one day, summer getting, um, you know, um, we had my shoulder and whatnot. It was on, heard on the radio that Disney was having like an open casting call in Missouri. I don't know how I convinced my family to take me, but we went. And, you know, it was legit. Uh, met, you know, Judy Taylor, who's like the head of casting for Disney. And her entire team, they loved me. Um, and they were like, yeah, he needs to be in L.A. So wow. we left Missouri. Yeah, left Missouri, went back to Jersey, packed up the, the house, sold everything, and drove 2,000 miles across the country. Oh, my gosh. You know, the rest is, yeah, the rest is kind of history. It's kind of kind of crazy. Wow. <laughs> and, and you got, you got, um, you got, um, you got like one of the the gigs from that audition. <laughs> no, honestly, um, what wound up happening was you know came to Cali. I had lost touch with Disney for a while, so I was doing like little stuff in between. I wound up doing um, Arrested Development for a little while. Oh wow! Um, yeah, yeah, and then the the, the, the reboot of their season, so I was doing that for a little while. Then um, you know, like maybe le- a little less than a year into being in the Cali. Um, got the audition for Alexander and the Terrible No Good, very bad day. Okay. Um, yeah, I wound up auditioning for Alexander at first, and then they were like, "Well, we found somebody, but we want you to read for you know the best friend." But we're like, "Oh yeah, why not?" So went in, read for that, booked me there, started wow. the movie, and that's when I got the audition for Kirby Buckets. And oh, you know, from there, yeah, yeah. So it was kind of like you know the the acting side took off kind of quick and. You know, from getting the audition to Kirby, booked that, did that for three years. Coming off of Kirby, wound up doing, um, you know, uh, Milo Murphy's Law. You know, J- uh, Dan and Swampy were like, you know, uh, we've heard about you. We want you to come in and read for this. So they did, then happened to love what I did. And, you know, that's where, that's where we've been. With that. <laughs> wow. That's so crazy how fast. Yeah, it's a pretty it, crazy it, story, it, I know. It snowballed into, right. you know, it's a good thing you moved to L.A. too. Um, yeah, man, that's, I owe that all to my family, bro. Like, without them, none of this would be possible. Man, that's so cool. So I've, I always see when I see these actors, you know, I'm I, like I've done as a musician, I've done like commercials and stuff like that, and I see the actors mm-hmm. doing what they do, and it's always like this weird 
interaction where they're like, man, I don't know how you guys do what you do. And I'm like, us, I'm like, I'm just playing drums. Like how do you, or faking playing drums? How do you guys do what you do? Like memorizing all these lines, bringing it, you know, being somebody portraying somebody else. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. It's a, it's a, it's a tough, Game, man. man like what is it how do you how do you guys memorize lines dude like full movies and honestly stuff? for me um i kind of take the, the same process as you know learning songs and i take it piece by piece and i learn the intro and go to the verse you know every but with shooting movies and shows and stuff like that you know they break it up in dates so okay Certain days you'll be shooting you know maybe three or four scenes and okay. the next day it'll be yeah so that's it, that kind of helps break up, you know, what you're what you're doing. Um, it's it is difficult at times, you know, because you are playing somebody else and you got to tap into emotional, you know, things that you never really would think of. But right. I, honestly, I, I I don't think I would ever be able to teach anybody because for me, it's like you know, we're playing music too. I kind of go into the zone where I'm not really there in a way. Yeah. you know what I mean? Like I'm just I'm in the moment, but I'm not. Me, like my parents tell me all the time, they're like, yo, you're like a completely different person when you're in front of a camera behind a set. So, yeah, you know, that's that's really what it is, <laughs> man. That's amazing. I, 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 I can never it like overwhelms me and, and stresses me out, like where I'm like, man, like how do these guys? I mean, I guess it's the same way for people that, you know, we, we could go on a four hour gig and not miss a beat and, and just, you know, play play a whole set of music or whatever and you know, right. we, we got it dialed, look at a set list or whatever and, and got it dialed. But I, for me, like not being an actor, I'm just like, I don't know how you guys do it, man. I don't know. I don't you know, know. Honestly, I think, I think the misconception about it is, um, you know, people, they start to act. If mm. that makes sense. Like you, I, for me, acting is like, don't overthink it. This is yeah. like period, you know, like yeah. when people start, they start overcomplicating it. And that's when it's like, well, how do you remember all of these? It's like, it's like, you know, just remembering, you know, math ones or something like that. Oh, like yeah. It's, yeah. You know, this is it's simpler than, than it seems. Yeah. To me anyway. I've asked the same question. Do you know, um, there's another actor that I work with. He's a singer, but he's, he was in boy meets world, you know, in the nineties or whatever. But, um, mm-hmm. his name is Alex desert. Um and yeah, his, yeah, bro, Alex Desert. I worked with him on um on Alexander. Oh, cool. Yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. yeah. He played my like biology teacher, something like that. But yeah, he's he's incredible. Man. I love it. Dude. Yeah, he's um I've I've toured a lot with him and worked a lot with his band. And um, really, yeah, and he's first of all the nicest guy ever. Just such a stand up guy. Oh, but I've, exactly, yeah. And uh, but I've asked him similar stuff, like, bro, how do you how do you do that? Like, how do you go? Sometimes, like on tour or whatever, he'll put it on. You know, he'll get into some some he'll be cracking a joke or something, and he'll get into some mm-hmm. character. And I'm just like, bro, that's that's there it is. That's a professional actor, man. That's like the difference between <laughs> me and like somebody like you. You know, or it's just like I don't know how. God I don't know. talent, man. That's God really cool. That's really all I can chalk it up to sometimes. Like, it's like, I'll, I'll go back and watch myself for this. And I'm like, what? I did that? Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Man, <laughs> that's cool. Have you had any, any um, like, doing, like, getting an acting go- uh, job, but where you have to play drums uh, as as one of your characters? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, cool. there's, there's been a couple of those coming across lately where they're like, hey, they want you to come in and read for this. Um, 
you know, what instruments do you play? It's like, whoa, <laughs> I mean, heck yeah. But yeah, there definitely have been, um, you know, a couple of times. And I think even with that, they don't expect not, you know, not trying to brag anything, but they don't expect my talent level on right. drums to be as, you know, big as it is because there's, there aren't too many actors who, you know, cross over and do both right. music and acting on, you know, like professional levels. So, uh, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great time to see their faces when, you know, they watch my videos or, you know, they ask me to play something. That's so cool. What? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> man, that's cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry, man. Um, how about um, drumming-wise? Do you, do you do any touring or do you, you do mostly recording or just is it like social media stuff? How is your drumming career? Like, what's the main thing for that? Honestly, with as busy as I've been acting, um, you know, I kind of, I'll, I'll do shows every now and again, and, you know, session work. I love doing session work. I love cutting at home. I have a whole home studio, so oh, cool. that's easy to do. Um, you know, there's been a couple tours I've auditioned for and stuff like that. It doesn't work out, which I'm not really, you know, mad about. It's just, it's more so, you know, I've gotten in front of these people and made that connection. Right. Same with acting, you know, like on auditions, it may not be that you get the, the gig or whatever, but it's just being in front of, you know, those producers or, you know, that casting agent, they'll call you back for something else. Right. Um, but yeah, uh, recently, um, right in this little downtime before acting picks back up for me at the top of the year, I've been I've been doing a lot of music stuff. Um, you know, kind of my most recent thing I've been uh, MD and drummer for my friend Reed Shannon, who just we had his EP release a couple cool. of weeks ago. Yeah, so you know I've been doing that. Been working with my friend Tim Johnson Jr. He's a, he's another acting musician who's incredible. You know, all the all the people I work with are you know, they're friends on both sides. Um but yeah, you know, I've also been, you know, just cutting stuff, you know, come friends like Glenn Dollison, I did um an arrangement of uh there's this Isla there's this artist named Isla who he did a song for. So I you know, I've been working with him on getting some stuff done for her and um you know, just just having fun. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. I love that you're able to to keep a balance and keep your music side going, you know, like as an as an outlet and as a you know a creative outlet. Oh, but absolutely as an outlet, man. yeah, absolutely. I love I love you know just creating and expressing myself through you, you know, because you're not always afforded that opportunity being an actor. You know, you're taking on somebody else's character traits and you know telling somebody else's story, which is great. I love doing that. Yeah, um, but you know, music is definitely the the free expression. I love it so much. Very cool. Um, so, um, before we get to our listener question, um, I have a question about, <coughs> sorry, excuse me again. I can't stop coughing, Phil. I'm dying over here. It's all good, man. It's all good, bro. <laughs> I've literally been sick for, this is my third week and it's just, it's killing me. Anyways. Um, uh, flu season, man. It's yeah. all good. Uh, so for the young ones that are listening or, or aspiring drummers, up and coming drummers, even professional drummers, for you, you you mm-hmm. you know you've done a, a lot of auditions um, f- for both sides of your career. I'm assuming um, more so for the acting, uh, but for you know as as a lot of a lot of drummers want to be these professional top level you know high end big stage drummers. What is your mm-hmm. advice for either young drummers or just aspiring drummers for an audition process? Like, what is your what is your move for an audition? Like, what is it that separates you to get the job versus somebody else? Um, honestly, just run your own race. You, know, you can't can't really be worried about anybody else. 
who's going to be in the room, you know, because being an actor and a musician, some of the, you know, some of the auditions I've gone on, like, I, I've i been going up against people that I look up to. Like, yeah. I, I steal tricks from their bag. and add a, So it's like, whoa. Wow. But you can't really be intimidated by that. You know, you got to stay confident, stay ten toes down, you know, prepare. Mm. Please prepare. That that will definitely set you apart. You know, if, you're, if you walk in the room confident, uh, know what you're doing, know your material, um, just you know that that that'll definitely be something that sets you apart. You just gotta you know be be you. Honestly, that's all it all it boils down to: being you, having fun, um, and just you know just being you. Don't worry about who's there, what's happening. Yeah, go and do what you were there to do. You were called to audition, whether it was learning this music or learning this script. You know, being this character, go in there and do what you were called to do. You know what I mean? That's cool. Yeah, that's that's good advice too. You know, for for anybody that is, you know, whether it's on the music side or the the uh, acting side, it's cool because that's definitely something I've been learning a lot lately. My, my parents definitely, I, I owe so much to them, and they're the ones that keep me kind of grounded. You know, just remember who you are. You yeah, remember who you are. Just go in there and do what you are so great at, and you know, as long as you do that, you will be great. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes if you get in your own head and you're you're thinking about who's in yeah. the room, it's like some, sometimes that's not even really like why you're getting hired, you know, or, you know, it's like sometimes it's like you're getting hired because you have a great personality or you're smiling or you, you hit it off yeah. with the people trying to hire you versus like, man, I can't play like him or, you know, whatever. It doesn't, right. it doesn't matter. So this business also is definitely about relationships. You know, that, that's why I'm always, you know, like I said earlier, like even though I didn't get the gig per se, like it's it's just dope to be in that room, you know, with that MD or with this casting yeah. because they now know, you know, they know who I am, they know what I can do. So whatever other projects they have coming up, you know, they'll be able to call me in for, and maybe that'll be the one that sticks, or maybe it's not. It's just as long as you're, you know, doing what you're supposed to do, and you know, you go in, you greet them, you're happy to be there, <laughs> you're prepared, you know, you as long as your work your work ethic. Um, you know, procedure, you'll, you'll be great. That's cool. Um, we have yeah. a listener question here. Um, you guys want to get into that? All right, let's do it. Here comes another drop. Drum Brigade Podcast, episode 63. Makai Curtis on the line with us. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't make, make fun of our janky sound drops, all right? <laughs> Bro, I actually was going to say that's actually that's a vibe, man. I kind of I like that one. <laughs> Thanks. Man. Uh, this question comes from <coughs> Ayana Rian. It's um, mm-hmm. at I, I'm just going to spell it because I don't know what it is, but it's at U H period N I Y A H H. So she she wrote to us. I'm sure she listens to this show every week. She's big fans of Funky Phil and I. <laughs> um, she said, "How do you deal with negativity?" So we can uh, we can we can kind of have a roundtable and talk about this. How, oh, yeah. how do each of us? This. How do each of us I deal love, with negativity? I love questions like this and conversations like this. I love I love just you know. Yeah. Okay. All right. How do I deal with negativity? Um, just protecting your energy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get like super corny, super deep, or anything. But that's definitely something I've been learning a lot lately. Is um, you know, just flying higher and uh, not always putting yourself in situations where you may be 
you know, drained or, right. or um, people just, you know, just, just siphoning off of you or just being, in, you know, with the wrong crowd. Um, I see me because I'm kind of antisocial. I stay to myself a lot. So, really? <laughs> yeah, I'm just, man, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stay to myself a lot. You know, my family's kind of my safe haven, mm-hmm. even though they're so annoying sometimes. But <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just staying, you know, around a lot of, uplifting spirits and people and you know listening to you know just good music and and mm-hmm. um one thing i listen to a lot is the secret um, i don't know if you guys know about that the law of attraction anything like that i listen to an audible a lot you know it just keeps okay. me in the right mind frame to um you know just just stay thankful and and uh just just be grateful for any situation that comes around and you know the more you do that the more you'll be around positive lights and positive and positive energy. I can't talk to it. <laughs> jet lag is killing me. Oh man! But um, that's you know that's really that's really how you deal with negativity. It's it's harder said than done. Right. But, um, <laughs> just just you know try to put yourself in situations where negativity can't get to you. Right. Yeah, I like that's, that. That's honestly. Yeah. Funky you Phil. Know, what about you guys? How do you guys deal with negative yeah. faces and energies and whatnot? Oh, that's a that's a deep question. I don't know. There's so many I love questions like this, man. Yeah, I love me too. Questions yeah. I I mean I guess I probably the worst negativity I deal with is my own. Mm. It's like thinking yes. negatively about myself or like especially when I'm drumming or something, you know, you get in Are sometimes you I get in yeah, yeah. I'm just <laughs> like that, man. I'm just like that, dude. I oh, hate my that. Gosh. I get in my own head, and I'm I'm just, like, bumming on myself and thinking, imagining what other people are thinking. And then, you know, I don't... It's it's something that I I don't really have a great answer for. It's something I struggle with personally, and yeah. I, I try to just... Like you were saying, I try to rise above it and remind myself of all the positive things Yeah, and um, have confidence in myself and imagine that everyone's thinking the best things about me. Right. <laughs> Normally that's what's happening. Normally it's uh, like it's you not know what, what you that's think. another thing. That's another thing. Um added on to that. Everybody's gonna have an opinion about you, you know what I mean? Right. And it's not always gonna be, you know, what you want it to be, but it's like, okay, cool. Like you do you. I I know who I am. Um but thank you for your opinion. It's not gonna, you know, sway what I think about myself, even though just like you said, having that that self uh, that self thought process, man, that's probably the worst killer for for me. Yeah. Um, but as long as you know you try to keep that in check, um, it's you know outside noise doesn't really affect me like that. I um <laughs> for me, so I'm I I've I change a lot. I've worked on this a lot. I've had I've I come from a family that. My family is, my mom and dad are still together. Everything is great, um, but they're not always positive. They don't, they don't play that positivity game, if that makes sense. Um, so I'm always harping on them, and I've had to like have some help on looking at life a different way, looking at my situation a different way, and be like, everything's good. Like, be, you know, work on being positive. Um, Absolutely. But it's, for me... The biggest thing is if somebody's being being negative toward me, not talking about myself being negative, and I, I know I definitely can can get there. I'm I'm sometimes my worst enemy too. But when somebody is 
projecting negativity toward me. I have a zero tolerance policy with myself. And so I'm like, I just won't deal with it. Like to a certain mm-hmm. extent, some people get me mad and then I want to like fight or something. But like, if I can get, if I can think it out, if somebody is like being negative toward me, I'm like, I am not going to tolerate this. And I'll even say that. I'll say, man. yeah, I'll say, man, like, I'm not going to tolerate this right now. You're, you're, you're being negative and I just don't, don't have room for negativity in my life. Yes. And that when is, that is the perfect way. Yeah. And people will either, you know, you don't have to be like, you don't have to scream it with your fists clenched. You can just be like, sometimes like I've had my, a really good friend of mine say, you just breathe. And sometimes that says it all. If you just go, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what, man, I'm not going to do this. And you just walk away. They're like, wait a oh, minute, yeah. what just happened? <laughs> you know? <laughs> so my personality is too laid back for that song. Like people yeah. people have gotten mad at me for not trying to like move. I'm not about to do this. Exactly. And the old me would have been that guy, like, no, let's get it. No, 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 let's get into this. You know, and you know, people people mm-hmm. think, you know, I have this soapbox on the show and I I rant about stuff that and that's that's a definite part of my personality. But I feel like that is an outlet for me to be, you know, somewhat funny and try to just be entertaining about take my negative situation and make it into a positive where it's entertainment for people who listen to the show and for myself and for Phil. And, but, um, I've had people just say stupid stuff about like drum videos. Like I had a modern drummer article one time and somebody, some dude came at me like, how, how did you, like basically how of all the drummers in the world, how did you get an article in modern drummer? And I was just like, dude, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to even answer that. Like what, like you're coming at me so negatively, like a jealous way for what? Man, dude, you just- know, honestly, that, that I've noticed, I've had that problem too. And it's, it's more so, um, I think it's more so to do with, you know, them going through certain things. That's, right. that's something I've learned from my mother lately. Um, I had a situation recently on a phone call where this lady was just giving like the hardest time ever. Right. And my mother stepped in. I was about to handle it. My mother stepped <laughs> in and she she took the phone and was like, you know what? You're being very negative right now. And I don't appreciate that. But I'm going to pray for you. Whatever situation you're going through right now, whatever has you being so negative and mean right now, I'm hoping that this is lifted off. I was like, whoa. Right. I didn't think about that. You know, because that's, that's something I've, you know, Sometimes you get mad and you unfortunately take it out on other people. Um, and that's, you know, a situation that, that happens sometimes. So I think that might be what happened with that, that uh, situation you were in before. Exactly. And, that, and that's what I was going to say yeah. is I've learned from, like, teaching and all this stuff that, you know, some st- I've, 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 I've gotten in these situations with students where I'm like, I'm about ready to, like, rip this kid, like, tear this kid's head off. You know, I don't know what the heck is wrong with this stupid kid, but he's being so disrespectful. And, and then you find out that, you know, who knows what it is. His parents are getting divorced. He's getting bullied at school. There's something, something that's happening where, and you start to realize that people don't, normal people don't act like that. Normal people don't like confrontation. Normal people don't like negativity. People want beautiful, blissful, you know, feelings happiness yeah right yeah yeah. so when people act like that who knows what it is man when i act like that when i act negative it's normally because my stomach hurts or something you know like i'm I'm, (laughs) it's simple i didn't get enough sleep or you know it's whatever and so i'm hungry yeah Yeah, exactly 
Exactly. exactly. So I try to think about that. I try to think about, first of all, why is this person acting like this? This person... Like yourself an issue? Yeah, he's yeah. obviously something else is going on. Um, right, if, and me being the biggest empath in the world, yeah, <laughs> yeah. usually my first response, like, okay, well, what's happening? How would I do in this situation? Right. How can I try to make this situation better? Yeah. I think the best, the best thing for me, you know, not to keep going on and on, but the best thing for me is to counteract negativity with positivity. So... I try, I'm, I'm already like, I'm kind of the same as you, Makai, where I have, I like to stick to myself. You know, it's, it's Mm -hmm. like people that see us probably wouldn't think that me on a podcast and being a drummer and, you know, I'm in front of people all the time, but like, I'm, I'm, I want to go and hide like all the time. Like, I don't like, I don't really like fan interaction. I actually, I don't mind it, but I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I prefer, being in the backstage, like just chill, chilling by myself, <laughs> reading a book. But, um, so I, I try to find what makes me positive. And so if that's, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm on tour or something and I, I could get out and go see the city, go sit somewhere and, and read, go sit somewhere and have a beer or something. Take a walk around. Yeah. yeah. And just chill out and really try to right now. My biggest thing is like, you know, I, I, um, I try to look around and like, think about why I'm happy to be here. You know, most of the time yes. it's, it's yes. like, yeah, like most of the time it's like, okay, let me think about this. This isn't my favorite gig that I've played, but I'm playing with some great musicians who have great stories and experiences. And I'm, mm-hmm. I get to like hang out with them and chat it up and just like laugh. I get to play this gig. I get to play my drums. I'm making a living doing right. what I enjoy, whatever it is. The sun is shining. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. There's a beautiful you butterfly or something. I don't know, but whatever it is, I try to think about why am I happy to be here right now and let that lead me to positivity. And when that happens, man, there's, it's, there's not many people that can like, life is a beautiful thing, man. Yeah. It's like, that's from J Cole, man. I'm a, I'm a huge J Cole. Yeah. I watch like a bunch of interviews and stuff like that. But he, that's something he, he talks about, man. He's like, yo, just be grateful for the little things, man. Like you woke up this morning. Right. Yeah. That's something to be amazingly grateful for. It's like you can see right now with your eyes, you're breathing, you're able to walk. You can, like the the tiniest stuff to be thankful for, man. Like I have a roof over my head. You know, I right. get to place to play. Like, it, it's simple to to show gratitude, and the the moment you start doing that is when everything just becomes amazing right it it catches people nothing will take you down yeah and it catches people off guard where they're it's infectious now they start wanting to be positive and they they start Mm -hmm. now you're a pleasant person to be around and you're 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 giving them the opposite of you know that negative yeah that negative feeling they're they're getting positive from you and you know it's it's a great thing so (laughs) It's, it's an amazing thing, man. That's that's one thing I I want to do in my life is, you know, I love seeing people. That's kind of part of the reason I got into acting. I love seeing people smile, yeah, and making them feel emotion and like. So any chance I get to do that, that's what I'm gonna do. Now I love trying to be, you know, just a beacon of light and love. Yeah, you know, showing what God's done. You like just that's 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 what I'm about. Me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. Funky Phil, you too? 
You like you like feeling making people feel neg making fe- people feel negative. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you like making people feel positive. <laughs> yeah, man, <laughs> that's good. If he would have said positivity is worth that. Yeah, man. Don't let people be negative to you. Just shut it down. It's okay to be like, you know what? I don't tolerate negativity. Sorry. Don't that's, allow it. Man, that's all it is, bro. That's all it is. Be yep. who you are, Naya. That's be who you are. That's all it is. <coughs> don't let anybody dim your light. Don't let anybody make you feel inferior or whatever is going on. Do you, and that's all that matters. Right. Um, very cool. Let's uh, let's jump on the wheel of death. All right. Do it. Here we go. Drum Brigade Podcast. Oh yeah, that clap though. Okay, that's the 808 verb. I like it. All right. Wheel of Death. It's uh, just some random questions that we have. Some of them not pertaining to drums. Some of them are pertaining to drums. Some of them not so serious. You 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 get it. It's a uh, let's do it, lighthearted. bro. Let's do it. Spin it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. What's your favorite thing besides drums? I don't think you could say acting. Um, <laughs> I can't say acting. Okay. Um, I like drawing sometimes. Oh, cool. I <laughs> yeah. like that. You're just an artistic person, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's I cool. Lo- I love that. What's your favorite <laughs> thing besides drums, Funky Phil? Oh man. Food? Yeah, oh, food, yeah. food definitely loves food. Oh, yeah, food's always good. I'm food. hungry, too. I want a burrito right now. Dang, you love burritos. Phil's a good cook. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think I'm adequate. Yeah. Oh, that's another thing I love to do. I love watching cooking shows because <laughs> I love watching cooking shows, right? <laughs> probably one of my favorite ones. I love watching Gordon Ramsay. Oh, yeah. Um, Pioneer Woman and Giada at Home. I love this. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> I love it. I'm also a really good cook, but we're not. We're not going to talk about that. That's right. because I watch a cooking show. You know, <laughs> dude, you could probably have a cooking show, and people would love it. <laughs> hey, we might do that, man. You know, combine cooking and music. Oh man, and acting, getting the both the best of all three worlds in one. Dude, I like it. I, I see a future. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, my favorite thing besides drums is um, what do I love to do? I love cycling, riding bikes. I love, I love hiking. Um, I think my favorite thing besides playing drums is traveling, like being a like going on vacation. Oh, I like that. I need a vacation right now. Man. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's that's good, man, dude. Such a professional show. Just coughing in the mic. Um. Oh man. Okay. Well, let's spin it again. <laughs> Um, we don't get to ask this one very often. I, I don't know about this question, Ooh. man. You know, we have like a lot of, we, well, let's, let's just go. What's your move about asking out an other, another person like on a date? What's your, what's your, what is my move? What's your move? <laughs> um, hmm, I don't know. Well, for me, you're like, so uh, have you no. seen how many followers I have? And you watch Disney Channel? No, nah, I never, <laughs> I never try to flex. I never try to flex my celebrity like that. I, mean, I, I love, I love intellectual girls. You know? Yeah, so I, yeah. I'll spark up a conversation, 
you know, if it goes anywhere from there, then yeah. You know, let me get your number, you know, maybe we can talk a little more. You know, maybe grab some coffee, you know. That's cool. See a movie. You know, yeah. You know, little stuff like that. <laughs> Man, it's been a long time for Funky Phil and I. We're both married, so. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my move with my wife, so she, me and her, okay, let me let you guys in on, on my, my story. Many people, many people around in my circle know I've been married twice. My first marriage didn't work out. It's all good. It was a move for the better. But the way that my moves were, were a lot different than with my first wife and my second wife. My second wife, I knew her before I was married the first time. And we did not get along. We did not get along. I did not like her. She had an attitude. I was not feeling that. So, (laughs) and uh, rightly so, she knew I had a girlfriend and I was trying to holler at her and she was not having it. So... I'm not mm-hmm. that kind of guy, though. I'm not that kind of guy. But, but I think we've all had experience like that. It's all yeah. <laughs> so throughout, throughout, like I know I've known her for years, and she always had an attitude, and I was like, I'm not feeling you. I was always oh, like, yeah. she's really pretty, but she'll never find a guy that because she can't do that. Yeah, yes. she'll mm-hmm. never find a I'll guy because she got an attitude. So, um, but then when I got divorced, I was like, hmm, I wonder what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> and so my move was honestly, I, I, it was a confidence thing. I, I just knew that nothing was going to hurt worse than getting divorced and ha- being betrayed mm-hmm. by a woman like that. So I was like, she could completely reject me and it ain't going to hurt worse than my wife rejecting me. And so I was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go for it. So my move was, I was like, I know I can make her happy. I know I can make her laugh and I know mm-hmm. we can be good friends. And so my move was really just confidence and like hanging out with her on a friend level and mm-hmm. laughing together and playing games and doing stupid stuff like that. It wasn't like, Hey, let's hook up. That's it was, the key, man. You yeah. gotta have a friendship with him first. Right. This was like my, because even my girlfriend, my girlfriend now, she's like my best friend, you know, like yeah. she's one of the first, first people I met out here. She's from New York. So, you know, just being from the same place, we got a lot of the same, you know, same interests and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's like, my best friend before anything. So falling into a relationship just like made it easier. Yeah. I think though, the biggest part from, for me was, I mean, I'm, I don't know how kids do it today, Phil, but like the biggest, (laughs) if if I was going to start, start dating and you know, I I think my, my move is confident and just going up and introducing myself, just being like, hi, I'm Corey. You know, Yo, that's all it is. Man. I have, I, I know a couple, I used to be this dude that was just like scared to go up to anybody. Right. But like, it's like the worst she can say is no, bro. Right. Like, it's gonna, like, dude, you're fine. Just go up there and again, be you. Make a smile, make a laugh. You know, like, yeah. the worst, again, the worst she can say is no. It's just being confident in that. And I get it, I get a kick out of that, anyways. If she's like ill, then I'm like, really? So What's like, wrong? Oh, I bet. What is? <laughs> yeah, like, why? Like, what did I do? Like, okay. And now I'm now I'm laughing at like some dumb girl that's just like ill. Like, all right, never I look mind. At it as, hey man, it's your loss, bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, Funky Phil, what's your thing? You cook for him, huh? 
Oh, <laughs> I don't have any moves, man. It's been you too walk long. around with stones and stuff in your hand, ready to cook for him. Yeah. <laughs> you sing him a song, Phil? Yeah. Nah, I don't have any moves. I've been married okay, a long time. Okay, snap your fingers. You're not married, no kids. Oh. You see it. You see Charlotte, your wife, and you're like, what do you do? You go up and just go, hey, I'm Phil. Yeah, I guess, you know, just get to know her. Like, I've never, I've never been like, just, you know, one of those dudes is trying to get down with a lot of different women. I've always wanted a a good, stable, like, friendship and relationship. So I've, I've, it's always, yeah, I guess just getting, (coughs) getting to know them, you know? Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. genuinely being interested. You gotta, gotta know what, what their mindset is first. Yeah. Like to, like to pick their brain apart, you yeah. know, before I see it. Mm, okay. Yeah, so I don't know, just <laughs> figuring out how compatible you are with them. Yeah, you know, and, mm-hmm. and just being a genuine, honest person. But you need a move. <laughs> I don't like, have moves. You need that's like, my move. <laughs> well, first of all, first of all, my move is just my looks. You know, I, just, I like that. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I, I, you know, I've never really been super confident in my looks, but. There's been days where I'm like, oh, I know this girl's feeling me. Feeling a little extra day. Yeah. To be honest, man, it's crazy. When I got divorced, there, I, I felt like I was in my, I was in my early twenties, mid twenties, no, late, like mid to late twenties. But th- there was no stopping me, man. I was the most confident person I've ever been, and like. I could care less if a girl was feeling me or not. I was like, I almost encouraged it. Like, I almost encouraged <laughs> you to try to diss me. Come on, and like. And like, yeah, I would. But my, in a weird way, that kind of does build my confidence too. Like, it it fuels me. I don't know yeah. why. Yeah, I would, I would, I would walk up to girls. My move then, the the super kind of borderline arrogant dude was like, I would go up to girls and be like, "Don't look at me." <laughs> and that don't was my look move. At me. Like, why are you looking at me? Don't look at me. <laughs> And they're like, what? But that intrigues them, though. That's so, they're so intrigued. Like, wait, what? And I'm like, easy, baby. What are you looking at? Don't look at me. And that was that was my move. <laughs> Super co- overly confident. <laughs> I can't hang with that. I can't do that now. Um, all right. Next question. We got a few, like one or two more. Oops. This is an odd one. <laughs> I don't think this is a this isn't a relevant question. This is who would play you in a movie? Oh man, that he's like work. I would play myself. <laughs> yeah, me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's not gonna work. All right, let's do Both another to do one. <laughs> um, give us one reason why you would be sent to jail. <laughs> Why would, would you be, be sent to jail? Yeah, like what reason would you be sent to jail? Hmm. What would you do that was so bad that they were like, that's it, you're going downtown, buddy? <laughs> Probably my smart mouth if you piss me off. <laughs> like, uh, in all honesty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I'm petty. Yeah, I'm really petty. So <laughs> <laughs> I could see me doing that too. I think, yeah, uh, yeah like, for me. Dang, what would I do, Phil? It would probably be something stupid, like like peeing in public or drinking in public and then being like skateboarding in, in public or something, you know, like, and then not letting it go. The cop being like, come on, man. And then me being like, you come on. I, I don't like cops. <laughs> I, it's no secret. I don't like cops. 
And so I don't think any of us do. Yeah. But moving on. <laughs> moving um, on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh <laughs> I think it'd be it'd be something simple like that. Like no, I wouldn't be like I'm not the embezzling type or like robbing. I don't like stealing or lying. So it wouldn't be something like that. It would be like something more playing drums in public. Like I think this is what it would be. Me playing drums and then the neighbor coming over and being like, you got to stop. And me and being like, you got to stop. I've done that a couple times. Yeah. I've you, definitely done that a couple times. If you don't stop, I'm calling the police. And I'm like, let me dial the number for you. And well, then, call the cops then. Yeah. Let's yeah. Up. Exactly. You, you really want to go there because those complaints don't take control until. And right now it's only three o'clock. So, exactly. Um, so go ahead and call them. If you want the number, right, you can use my them. phone. <laughs> that's, right. that's what I'd be thrown in jail for. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Phil, you what get about, it? You what get about it? you? I don't know, man. <laughs> what do you think I would get thrown in jail for? I don't know, man. I don't know, dude. Prostitution? Pro- what? <laughs> Whoa. That's wow. male prostitution? Man. Oh, my God. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I don't know, Phil. I don't know. <laughs> that is weird. You're handsome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, I did get thrown in a cop car for peeing in public once oh see but i wasn't i wasn't even drunk it was like in philadelphia when i was I was working and the building i was working in um had their water shut off mm. and they didn't have any bathrooms to use oh my god and uh there's nowhere to go it was wow. like uh, in an alley there's but there was some cop just like sitting down the street watching you gave a motive yeah the fool came over and got he was like feel better i was like yeah <laughs> feel better yeah Dang, and then he took dude. me to the station got all I, you know i just got um community service or whatever and then i ran back to the job site and they didn't even know i was gone so i no got way. i literally got paid to get arrested <laughs> <That's crazy. laughs> dang i can never even can i can never even picture like you that? getting wow. arrested yeah. One time I got hot handcuffed. Um, it was it was my attitude. This I was in Florida on on tour, and we were walking to the hotel. It was like across the street from the venue, and uh, the the uh, I was walking across the street, and this lady was driving, and basically sped up as we were walking across the street, and basically was gonna like we had to stop in our tracks because she was gonna plow us all down. Dang. A group of us, and she was just not looking like not on purpose, like like driving, like hmm, hmm, don't walk in front of me, like that kind of lady. Mm. That happened to me a couple months ago, dude. And I had a water <laughs> bottle in my hand, and as soon as she drove right past us, like she was gonna hit us, I chucked the water bottle. I was trying to break her window, whoa, and I chucked it at her car. <laughs> and I didn't. I was so caught up in the moment that I didn't see the car behind her was a cop. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, nah, nah, nah. I mean, I, I, I understand that. Like, yeah. the cops should have seen. Because first of all, pedestrians have the right of way. Right. But like, we're, if we're not going to get into that, like, come on, dude. Yeah. And he, he immediately pulled over, lights on, and he's like, "Come here." And I'm like, "Bro, I'm like, she was going to hit us." He's like, "You can't throw anything at a car." And I'm like, "She was going to hit us." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he put me in handcuffs. He's patting me down, and I'm like, "Really, bro? Really?" So, so, okay, so let's see. I would have been like, so if she hit us, what would you have done? Yeah. Like, in that situation, that's what I would have did. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, everybody in the band was like, everybody, it was like the band, everybody, the crew and everybody was walking together and they're like, come on, man. They're like, he's a musician. He's playing at that place right there. And they're just, he's like, don't care. And he was like, he was getting ready to take me down. And then he got another call and he got on the, his walkie talkie with his, his dude. I was like, I, I was very like submissive. I just was standing there not saying anything. And the cop was like, what should I do, Sarge? And he's just like, just let him go. Like, he totally had an attitude like, what are you doing? Just let him go. And he's just like, it's your lucky day. He gave me that one. Uh, I'm like, get out of here. I'm like, whatever, bro. Oh, my God. And I just go, oh, really? And he's like, like, it's your lucky day. And he just takes the handcuffs off. And then he just took off. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) So, Yeah. <laughs> Y'all can't see, but I just hold my eyes super hard because that. <laughs> that just annoyed me, <laughs> dude. I don't even. I can't even get on that soapbox, man. Cops. I had an experience with a cop in Florida like two two weeks ago, and oh man, I can't even talk about it. It gets me so mad. Um. All right. Anyways, I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna stop the wheel of death there because I think that was a good question to end on. Right? <laughs> All right. Oh, man. <laughs> Good God. All right. <laughs> Makai, man, thanks for coming on. Uh, really great having you on the show. And, uh, hey, man, absolutely, I have fun. It's uh, such a different perspective for us, man. It's cool. We've had, we've had like an artist on and like a dancer on and different, different types. You know, it's always cool how it's related to, to drumming and especially you being a drummer. That's really cool. So yeah, man, you know we really I appreciate you. I love you, uh, that you guys are trying to push the boundaries, but that's dope. Heck dope, yeah, real, real. we appreciate you taking the time with us, and um, we gotta, we you gotta come down to San Diego and, and shed with us, man. Yeah. Oh man, I'm so down. I'm so yeah. down. Well, let's do it soon, man. For All right. Man. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. All, All right, good. man. Well, uh, if people want to follow you, your Instagram is the Makai Curtis, right? Yes. Sir. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just if you Google. Makai, you're the first name that comes up, so you're pretty easy dude to find. That's good to hear, man. Y'all need to follow because it's, it's it's a lot of really cool stuff coming out in these next few weeks. So cool, y'all gotta go on, go on, get all the social medias together, follow me. You know, let's stay in touch. Let's do it. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much, man, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Absolutely. Talk soon, man. Much love. Drop, 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 Probably the most high-profile person we've had on our show. The most famous person outside of the drum world. Huge, famous actor. And I'm coughing through the whole freaking interview. Gotta do what you gotta do, Corey. It's like... We gotta schedule. Yeah, yeah. You know, we stop for nothing, Phil. We stop for nothing and no one. I have to do the show today, coughing or not. Here I am, dude, just talking about things and just oh, 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 the whole time what an idiot i am we just talked about being positive phil i need to be more positive yeah stop yeah, stop okay. feeding yourself i, 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 I will not tolerate i will not tolerate myself being negative there everybody coughs Corey. 
Everybody coughs sometimes. <laughs> um, thanks to Makai for coming on. What a great dude, man. He's like I said, he's a friend of ours, anyways. But um, <clears throat> such a great drummer, such a great actor. Really, like, dude. I mean, just really doing it for real, for real, for real, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you, it's it's like this is what I love about dudes like Makai is. They come on, they're very successful in all the different fields that they're involved in, but he's just an average, like just a normal dude, just coming on the drum brigade show, chatting it up with us, listening to me cough through the interview. Uh, very cool. Very cool. Thanks again, Makai for coming on. And, um, we're going to link up with him soon. I'm sure you're going to be seeing him on drum brigade stuff with whether that's sheds or something. I forgot to have him mention, like just slip in on one of your lines, like, you know, I don't know, like, oh, yeah, that sounds great, Drum Brigade. And then, like, moving on, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Red carpet. Yeah, man, you know, I'm just here doing it, um, doing it for the Drum Brigade, you know? <laughs> yeah, I wonder what it would take. <laughs> uh, Phil, let's get into our weeks, okay? Okay. Drum <laughs> Brigade. I would give anything to get rid of this cough, dude. Not, not any, not any, oh god, not anything. But oh, it's, oh. it's rough, buddy. Just keep it off my microphone. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. Green tea is helping, though. I, I feel like I have some energy. Nope. I just uh, sassy Phil, dude. He's here. He's back. Uh, Phil, what? How's everything going with you, man? We didn't get to talk before we had Makai on. Um, Things are great. Yeah. I'm sorry yeah, I had to cancel a gig on you yesterday. No, don't. it's fine. I mean, I wouldn't have had that gig otherwise. It's just, you know? Yeah. It was you, all good. You're a, you're a nice guy when it comes to that, man. Like, people, some people would be like, what? No. I was counting on that money, and I want you to pay me still. No, that's not me. I was pretty nervous like oh man phil's gonna kill me dude really Phil's gonna be like what that's so me like you know i have kids <laughs> right i have kids to feed you taking food off of my kids table and i'm just like phil i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> you're just like no find yourself over. a new co-host yeah it's over We're you done. want he's he feels like yeah i'll be there tomorrow to produce the show and then just doesn't show up you know like, i'm like dang it what do i do now <laughs> Um, <laughs> so I appreciate your understanding, but, um, I mean, I guess I can just talk about this. Okay. <laughs> I ain't trying to hear that right now. Your gig canceling was my soapbox for this week. Really? Yes. Oh, I have man. had it with Lily. Oh, just kidding. No, no, no. Just kidding. Just kidding. I love Lily. She's amazing. Um, I think she's a fantastic, amazing. You've heard me talk about how great she is. Okay. Yeah. So we don't need to do that again. Yeah. There's a problem that we're having here. Okay. Let me go back and explain it. Marcel East. You've heard me talk about him and James. Yes. I have a residency gig with them. Um, Marcel decided to move to Vegas. So now we could either lose our gig, our residency gig, but me and James East want to keep our residency gig. 
So we decided, well, when Marcel moved, I panicked and booked a bunch of gigs. So now I've, I've had like a bunch of Sundays booked already <coughs> with other, with other people, which has been rad for me. Yeah. So Phil, <laughs> oh <my God. coughs> Phil has been, oh my gosh, dude, I'm getting worked up. That's why I need to relax. Calm down. Drink some tea. Yeah. Hold on people. <sighs> All right. Okay. Do I need another cough drop, Phil? Dang, now I'm thirsty. Oh, man. This is this is a struggle episode, man. <laughs> uh, Phil has been getting, like, I've been giving Phil all the gigs, and now now they love Phil. They're, they're like, Lily and James East, especially James, just, like, is like, yeah, man, call Phil, call Phil. Oh, so that's I've been, so sweet. I, I've been giving Phil all these gigs. Well, what has happened, um, Marcel basically said, hey, I got this girl to sub. So me and James are like, okay, cool. The girl comes in and subs, which is Lily. She kills it. She's now she's her own thing to where like people are coming to see her just like they did with Marcel. And, um, it didn't take long, man. She's a cute girl and she's, she's very, very talented. So that's all great. But what we keep saying to her is don't, she's like, well, I can't take every gig cause she's very busy. So we're like, okay, well, when you can't take a gig, we have another guy that can slide in and play the gig and not skip a beat. And no one's going to really even notice. No one cares. He's good. We've proven it. We've done it before where she just doesn't show up and the other guy shows up. We play the gig and it's fine. Well, this, this gig is booked through an agency Mm -hmm. and the agency like they do the calendar and the whole thing. Like, Hey, come see Lily at, which I understand. Come see Marcel at Eddie V's or whatever. Come see Lily at Eddie V's. La-di-da, la-di-da. <clears throat> well, they put her on the calendar. Last, like, two weeks ago, she's sick. She's like, hey. <coughs> oh, my God. <coughs> I'm sorry, guys. Sorry. <coughs> <coughs> my goodness. Should we even do a show today? <laughs> You're like, we're almost done, fool. Come on. Um, she's like, hey, guys what do I do if I got to call in sick? They're like, you can't call in sick. And she's like, what do you mean? I can't call. What if something else comes in? What if I get another gig? They're like, no, once you're booked, you're booked. And so she is listening to them instead of going, Oh, okay, cool. And just booking a sub, just book a sub. The the agent is in Texas. They're never going to know. And the restaurant is already cool with your sub. They like him. They've, he started playing. The, the manager comes out. She starts going, hey, you're really great. I would love to book you in here as well. I'm going to talk to the agent about having you come in. So it's already good. We're good. Yeah. What is happening is when she can't make it, she reaches out to the agent and goes, hey, I can't make it. So instead of them going, okay, we'll just have James and, and Corey book another singer, they book a whole other band, and then we lose our gig for that week. Darn it. And that's what happened last night. She's like, I'm not going to be there. And then I'm, so I don't even know. I'm planning on going to my regular gig or you were planning on going to my regular gig. And I happened to text just on a whim, like, Hey, are there's a gig tonight? Right. And they're like, not that I know of. I'm like, what, what do you mean? Not, this is our regular gig. So what happened was she went to the agent. She told them I'm not going to be there. They canceled us and they booked another band. And that's the same thing. I don't have any gigs. I'm completely available Tuesday and Wednesday. Woo. They canceled the gig. 
Dang it. So now I have no residency gig on Tuesday and Wednesday because this they booked week. another band. Just this, this week. week right? This week. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so, dude, I'm not mad. I love the residency gig, but we want to we wanna play. We're available. That's our job. They're yeah. telling us to stay home. That sucks that you lose the whole gig just because yeah. the uh, front person dude, can't make it. Dude, it's so stupid. And so I'm like, look, not only, not only could we get a sub, we could get another sub that is playing there on different days. Like... There's this dude, AJ, that plays there on, on Friday and Saturday. I'm like, we could have AJ come in and play Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Everybody knows him. Everybody loves him. They just adjust the calendar. Everything's good. Me and James play with him that week so we can keep our gig. Yeah. I said, I'll reach out to him and we'll see. And they're like, no, they already booked somebody else. So now they would be taking that gig from them if we did that. Mm. Dude, Lily, stop calling the agent. Just freaking tell us and we'll handle it. What the heck is it going to take? We, me and James have like harped on this with her. Just leave the agent out of it. Just stop. Well, I don't know if I should do that. I'm like, stop calling the agent. Don't worry about it. Just let us keep the gig. If they complain, then we'll be like, oh, sorry, we didn't know. Won't happen again. But at least until then, we can get a few more gigs in. Yeah. This whole week, Sunday included. You lost money, and now I'm losing money Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm sorry. Granted, it is a holiday weekend, so it's kind of like, I don't know if we're going to have that gig anyways, but... It would have been pretty tight anyway, I'd imagine, this yeah. week. I still would have liked to make the money, man. Yeah, I feel you. Me too. Sucks. Dude. I was all dressed up in my car eating a burrito on my way sorry, from, Phil. from one gig to that one. It would have been a good payday, two, two gigs. It's all good, though. Uh, I got to go home and hang out with my family. Just stop talking to the agent. <laughs> I ain't trying to hear I gotta, that right I got to ask, though. Every time I've subbed on that on Sundays for you, the drum set is set up so bizarre. Like super high, right? Yeah. yeah. Like there's a, like someone taller than you <laughs> playing there. It's weird. I've like seen that guy play. The cymbal stands are way up in the air. The toms are way up in the air. The like, snare is like angled backwards yeah up in the air like i've like I you could like, stand up and play it yeah i, yeah. I come in, i come in i'm like oh i just feel like this little kid now right yeah that's <laughs> how i feel i'm like what Wait, who is the person really that tall no, or they just no. like that's their style they're it's, like um it, i've seen that guy play it's an old guy yeah. and he's you could tell he's used to playing drums in the 80s so in the 80s they had all these like high toms he's probably a rock and roller yeah and um so yeah, but the stupid, stupid like like Romeo de Pocket high symbols, like very high, and it looks extra funny because it's a small jazz kit. It's yeah. like a bop kit, it's like yeah. an eighteen inch kick with like what a twelve and a fourteen. Fourteen, yeah. It's, so everything like, is as high as it can go, maxed out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. That's weird. I, w- I was just making sure that wasn't like. I was like, is Corey even set this strong? No, I don't set that high. Way? I mean, that kit right behind you is set up the way I like it. It's I know. Like, I know you like everything. <laughs> I like my snare. You like everything high. tight. You <laughs> yeah. like a tight group where you can, with easy access. Yeah. Nice I like and low. my snare high and my seat high, but I don't like everything else high. Like the rack tom is actually pretty low. Well, you like it. Appro- it's an appropriate height for how tall you are. Yeah. When you sit at a kit. That's no, normal. this dude is, this like, is like, it's awkwardly. Yeah. Like this boot, the cymbal stands are way up. And yeah. This is like. You're playing jazz in here, right? Yeah. And they're like angled down. Like, yeah. you know, it's really weird. Really, really. Stop setting your drums up like that, buddy. 
I ain't trying to hear that right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can, uh, you can play however you want. To dude. each his own. Yeah, yeah. You can play however you want. Like that one dude I, that plays with everything inverted, you know, that like he looks yeah. like LL Cool J or whatever. I forget his name, but. I mean, you know, that's the beauty of, of the, of music. Everyone gets their own. Yeah, man. It's his creative. Their own vibe. It's I a, just, it's just like so foreign to me sitting, sitting there at it. Yeah. I, yeah. I used to set the kid up, like I would get so bored in the lesson room sometimes that I would set everything up as high as it can go. Like the symbols, like I almost had to stand up to hit the symbols. <laughs> and like the rack tom was super high. It's kind of fun to play like that sometimes though. Who does that? Have you seen that band? Was it, is it Battles? The one that, where they have the China symbol like insanely high. Oh, I saw, uh, who is that band? Dun, 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 dun. Uh, who is that band? Who is that band? I'm thinking of their song. I can't remember. There's a band that I saw that, um, that, sorry, uh, that, um, oh, it's not even a China. It's a crash. Crash. Yeah, this band battles. Battles? So it must be the same drummer for the band that I'm thinking of. He, yeah, he sets it, he has this crash like super high up and tilted. I, I saw this one band. We, we played with them at Weenie Roast one time, the K Rock Weenie Roast. And at, his drums were set up normal, but he only had one crash cymbal and it was, is like you almost had to throw your stick at it. It was so high. Yeah, it's got to be this dude. That's how that's how he rolls. Gosh, what is the name of that band, dude? They're like a famous famous indie rock band. Um, I'll think of it later. Anyways, Funky Phil, sorry about that. How was the rest of your week? It's great, man. I got no complaints. Just playing yeah. music, having fun, hanging with the boys. Went to the park. That's cool. Milo said, "Papa." <laughs> He's walking now too, right? Oh yeah, dang! He's a feisty little guy. He's just really? always getting into trouble. Dang, digging, through, love it. Digging through drawers, manhandling things, like <laughs> throwing stuff, shaking his hands wow. out. Wow, I love that. He's a little pistol. Like he's very different than really Felix, our first kid. Is he's yep. like he's always been super mellow, easygoing, laid yeah. back, chill. Like I swear, I don't even remember Felix crawling. Dude. Like he he went from just like sitting around like just playing with whatever was available <laughs> to like walking. Yeah. But this kid who's always been eager, yeah. eager to get into stuff. That's exactly how me and my brother are like were when we were kids. When he was I was my parents said I was the best kid ever. Like just so nice, so friendly. Like they only had to talk to me, never had to like I don't want to say never had to give me the belt. I definitely got my myself the belt. That was old school. I know parents don't do that these days, but um, I got in trouble, but not until my later years. But they said as a kid, rarely cried, just very content, caring about other people. My brother came along and he was like a terror. Just cr like we'd go to the mall and he'd just be like, he would just see something, couldn't get it and just would flip out <laughs> like Flip the heck out and just be, and people will be walking around like, what the heck is wrong with this kid? And he'd just be like losing his mind. He did so much bad stuff, dude. <laughs> One time, there's two occasions, two stories. First of all, my brother always had me laughing. Like when he was like a toddler, my parents would be like, you guys be quiet and go to bed. It's time for bed. Be quiet. And as soon as they would shut the door, my brother would be like acting a fool, jumping <laughs> up and down in the crib because he knew it would make me laugh. And um, But there was one time where my dad, the toilet kept overflowing, kept overflowing, kept overflowing. My dad could not figure out what was wrong with it. 
kept overflowing, kept overflowing. And he went to the, to the, um, home Depot or whatever, got like the snake that he was like plunging it. Nothing happened. Flush it. What overflow? Like got a snake thing, put it down the toilet, thought he fixed it, took it back to home Depot, flushed it overflowing, goes back, gets the snake. Does this, you like take, does this process over and over and over again. And it's just not working. He's asking, did you guys throw anything down the toilet? And my, my brother, not me, dad. Nope, not me. <laughs> and so we're like, I'm like, I didn't know. I didn't, yeah, I would never do anything like that. And he's just like, what the heck is going on? Gets to the point where he has to take the toilet off, take it completely apart. What? Takes the toilet off. There's like four Hot Wheels thrown down the toilet. <laughs> And an apple with one little tiny baby bite. An apple? <laughs> an apple. A whole apple. A whole apple oh with a baby God. bite taken out of it. <laughs> Thrown in the toilet. I didn't throw anything down there. <laughs> <laughs> that was totally my brother. My dad was so mad. <laughs> there, <laughs> there's like another time where we were we were like getting dressed for um like our, our church or whatever. And like so my mom would always have to get my brother dressed and comb his hair and everything, and then she would get dressed. And so I was dressed in my little tie or whatever. Cameron, my brother, was dressed in his little tie. We, like, a lot of times we'd be matching. <laughs> and um, I walked into my mom and dad's bathroom. My mom was, like, redoing her bathroom, painting it. This fool took a whole gallon of white paint, dump, dumped it on the counter. I mean, on the, on the floor. He's, oh. like, only three. It was carpet in my mom's bathroom. Oh, no. Dumped it on the carpet and then was putting his hands in it and putting it in his hair. <laughs> He's like putting white. My brother was covered in white paint, head to toe, three years old, and it's just dumped in the bathroom. That is that. That's brutal. Yeah, Milo hasn't done anything that that Dude, bad yet. I was like, I walked in. I'm like, oh, mom. <laughs> my mom comes in. She's like, oh my gosh. And she just like puts my brother in the bathtub, clothes and everything. He's just looking around like, what? Like, what are you going to do? He's just, that's just how he was, man. And he's still like that. He just plays by his own rules. He doesn't want to listen. Like he doesn't, you cannot tell my brother something without him figuring it out for himself. You can't say, don't touch that. It's hot. He'll be like, how do you know it's hot? You didn't touch it. Prove it. Yeah. And then he'll like touch it and be like, dang, that's hot. We're like, I just told you not to touch it, fool. That's my brother. So they're like, you guys could not have been more different. You're com- you're both complete polar opposites. That's so funny. So that's funny. I was a lot like Milo, just like, I mean, a lot like Felix. <coughs> um, <clears throat> dude, I played a uh, Paula Casino last night. Yeah. How was that? Believe it or not substantially better really like and i'm sick so i want to be negative about it yeah dude they f- somehow fixed the drum set nice. no more choking symbol the hi-hat was working nice uh the symbol was glorious the sound guy schmeff schmeff was not there oh it was a different guy oh and i said he goes hey man he, so i guess apparently he worked with the same band a few weeks ago that had nothing but subs and he's like, oh, man, I'm glad to see you guys. The band that they had last, like, on Friday was not good. Ooh. And I was like, oh, man, I'm sorry to hear that. And he's just like, oh, man, just glad to see you guys. And I've worked with this guy before, both on sound. He's been a sound man. And then he's also a bass player, and I've played with him before. Okay. This dude is so much better. Nice. And so I said, hey, man, to be honest, I'm really happy to see you, too, if, I'm, if I can be honest with you. I said, um, 
it's been quite an adventurous, you know, couple weeks or a couple last times. I said the last time I was here, I was trying not to be negative, but I wanted to like fill them in. I said, the sound wasn't good, man. It was a struggle for us. And he's just like, oh, really? He's like, oh, was it a different sound guy? And I said, yeah. And then he's like, he goes, oh, really? And he wasn't like really trying to get his name. And I go, well, I go, what's (laughs) Schmeff? And um, I I said his name for real, but he was like, oh. And he just like rolls his eyes. He's like, yeah. And he's like, well, I guess it's safe to say that. Like, he's like, well, I guess it's not safe to say, but I guess you'll, you'll understand or whatever that. He's not really getting many shifts anymore. I don't think they're going to use him in this department anymore. They're like, they didn't fire him, but. Oh, poor I go, I go, yeah, it's probably for the best, man. And he's just like, yeah. <laughs> and then I go, well. So then another guy came up and he's like, yeah, well, there was a point where we couldn't adjust our head, our mixes. And then he's like, yeah, that sounds like Schmeff. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And I said, but then when he tried to show me how to do it, it was really condescending and like, it was really sarcastic. And he's just like, yeah, that's Schmeff. That's Schmeff. Good old Schmeff. Good old Schmeff. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, well, we don't have to worry about that anymore. And dude, we played from the first set till the last set. Sound was completely spot on. Dude was super positive and like stoked on us. He was in the front. Yes, he was adjusting stuff, but it wasn't like overdone. And it was like, he was just like, yeah, yeah, like, like loving it. He was like kind of dancing. Like, yeah, dude, such a night and day difference. That's awesome. So sorry. Oh, that's Schmeff. good to hear. I was worried about you last night. No, it was great, man. It was not bad. Not bad at all. Like I, I really, it's never fun playing robo drums, but if you got to, I just want them to work. Oh, good. I just want them to work. I had, uh, I did play at Viejas the oh, other boy. day and there's. The, the Elisa's kit. Oh I, yeah, God, dude! I the um, kick trigger had a hole in it. <laughs> well, first the bass drum pedal was completely broken, and I oh, immediately boy. was like, "This is broken." Luckily, they had a replacement, which wow. was another. It was a DW five thousand without the the heel. What? Oh, yeah. that sounds like a fun thing to use. It was. It, that's how it was made. <coughs> really? Yeah. It's like um, it's like a different t- style. It's like no heel pad. Weird. Which I liked. Really? I don't really like the, how the, I feel like the heel pad on those are too high. Oh yeah, I can see. Like that, I yeah. can never get my foot in the angle I want it to be at. Why is there a heel, anyways? If you think about it, I mean, I could see in certain situations, but especially when you can you're have playing, more leverage though. When you're playing with like dress shoes that have heels on it, yeah. Like high heels, high heels, yeah. yeah okay, spikes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> dude, I you and I high heels like would be awesome, dude. That would be awesome. <laughs> like full <laughs> pumps, dude. I would love to see that. Anyway, that that kick was driving me nuts. It, it just, you know, it was dude. That whole kit drives you nuts. It was not triggering like probably forty percent of the time. Oh no, no, which no, is no. like. Almost worse than it just not working entirely yeah. because you think it'll happen and then it doesn't. Yeah. And it just keeps breaking your heart over and over again. How could they allow this to happen? And then the ride symbol didn't work at all. So I just took that pad completely off and I moved one of the, the crash symbols yeah. and plugged it the ride parts into that thing and then it, it worked somewhat. Jeez. Um But yeah, it was just like, yeah, dude, like <laughs> You always go to that gig though, just kind of going, Well, here we go. Yeah, I mean you got I just, I can't get over the fact that they, it's a casino. Yeah. They make 
boatloads of money, like probably millions of dollars. You every know hour. they can afford to keep to maintain their stage equipment, right? Like you know they can do it. Well, they're I, giving uh, away cars every week. Exactly. I'm dude. pretty sure you can get like a new kick trigger, dude. I don't get that, but I, at least I can say that was my disposition last time I was talking about polydrums. Yeah, and I'm very pleased to be like somebody cares. There is somebody. Maybe it was another drummer, but somebody cares. Somebody cares enough to fix the stupid trigger that kept choking every time you hit the cymbal, and to fix the hi hat. How, how did they fix the hi hat? I don't know how. I don't know how that's possible. But it wasn't perfect. But you could do like five stroke rolls and stuff on it, and it was fine. Maybe they got new pads. It it didn't seem like it. It didn't. Mm. It seemed like the same old, same old. But I, I don't know. It just it worked really well. It wasn't perfect. It's not nothing's like the real thing. But it was. I was compared to last time. I was very pleased. I could actually ride like on the crash that always chokes. Before it would be like, pss, 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 mm-hmm. and now this time it was just like a normal crash. It was great. I was nice. very happy about that. Um, but I do have a somewhat. Another soapbox about this very thing. Okay. <laughs> I ain't trying to hear that right now. I played the tin roof last week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those are real drums at that place. Those are real drums. Up for debate. <laughs> yeah. Yamaha drums that have been hammered. Yeah. Hammered. Um, I don't know how the heck these drums are the way they are, but anyways, I had a gig there with the schmucky metals. It was our showcase. It's kind of a crucial gig. It's, it's not the biggest gig in my life, but I get a ton of work. It's, um, the drums have to work for me to like, it'll affect the whole band. If something goes off the rails on that drum kit. Yeah. And then we could not get hired. Basically what happens at the showcase is, Instead of people going, hey, we, we're interested in hiring your band. Is there videos that we can see of you or is there a demo? We go, forget that. Why don't you come see us on Monday night? And then they come see us and they're like, wow, you guys are great. We want to hire you. Yeah. Okay. So if I'm playing the drums and something goes wrong, that can hinder us from getting a lot of work. Yeah. Because people will be like, well, why would I hire them? Their drummer doesn't even have good equipment. They don't know that that's not my drums. Okay. So what I'm saying is. I show up. You told me, thank goodness, on last week's show. Hey, if you're going, make sure you may you might want to bring a bass drum head. I show up. Is it the batter head? Mm-hmm. The batter head is like duct tape to Kingdom Come. I told you, <laughs> bro. What the heck? First of all, dude, that, I played a whole three and a half hours on that, dude. So it's a it's no a break. it's a it's a Aquarian <laughs> um, super kick. Yeah. Uh, so it's two two plies one ply is completely torn so it's dude most likely you're gonna bust right through that yeah um that second ply isn't aquarian heads are very strong and durable but it's not made to you know that that head is made to be a two-ply head uh yeah i mean they all drum heads are expected to be replaced eventually yeah if one is one of the (laughs) plies is torn just replace the head they don't last forever dude so so uh, I show up and it's just duct tape. Not only does that like, that's not going to work, but two, it completely affects the sound. 
Yeah, it makes it super quiet. Super and, quiet. And your beater sticks to and it. And your beater is sticking to it. <laughs> it's a nightmare. What the heck? Who? So I'm, I show up. Thank goodness I took your advice, brought a head. Uh, and I'm like, I replaced the head. Took it. You replaced all the tom heads. I replaced the kick drum head. Yeah, they need I'm to like, be. Re- they all need to be replaced again already. Yeah, but that <laughs> is not our job, Phil. We don't work for Tin Roof, a major chain of restaurants, clubs, whatever venues, whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. I don't work for Tin Roof. I'm just trying to make sure I have a good gig, and I care about my drum community, and I want to make sure those idiots who are freaking playing the crap out of those drums, beating them to heck, has a good gig. I know that head ain't going to last, but whatever. And so I was like, I feel like I should be compensated for this. I don't work here. <coughs> Your drum head is unacceptable. Yeah. That's that's not acceptable. You shouldn't, I shouldn't be, I, I know it's like I could just bring my drums, <coughs> but <coughs> that's not my job. This is not my venue. We're talking about what? <coughs> <coughs> 40 bucks, 45 bucks. Yeah. Or five bucks at a, at, at drum flip. One of their mains is blown too. I don't know if you noticed yeah, that. The bass rig was There's blown. A... Ryan was like, yeah, man, I don't know what to tell you. He's like, I appreciate you doing it, but I feel like they should compensate you for it too. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, it's pretty presumptuous to come in and replace the head and be like, pay me, but I can't, I literally can't use this head. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's not usable. Yeah. Um, so I took it a step further and took a marker and wrote, this drum head has been replaced. <laughs> this drum head has been replaced at no cost by the drum brigade for our drum community. www.drumbrigade.com. Yeah. I wanted to write that on all the drum heads. We, we should just get stickers made. Yeah. <laughs> we should, we should get some kind of, um, something we should just get heads made that say that or something um <coughs> but that's unacceptable man yeah that's not my problem you know i i understand like just don't have a backline kit then or you know they sh- i mean they <coughs> it's a corporation it's a big corporation they should have it in the budget they should have <coughs> equipment maintenance in the budget yeah. in the monthly budget for just like general running fees Dude, to make you, the place go you look at that kit the the one of the bass drum spurs is like bent like an l oh yeah the bit the kick always sits like kind of like tilts yeah so they have to like <laughs> rig it so that there's like a, a microphone base underneath the the kick drum spur so that it levels it out and it doesn't scoot forward it's pretty ragged uh, who's what, playing these drums that hard one of the 10 inch tom doesn't like the mount doesn't it's yeah. like all met jacked up too if you want to use a five-piece kit they have one mic that's like in the middle of both toms directional mic in the middle that i'm sure that sounds great out front (laughs) you know it's like who are these people man just so ridiculous none every time i play that kit all of the stinking um uh cymbal wing nuts and the cymbal felts are missing really i have to bring them every time dang and like i'm like First of all, who? What kind of drummers are you having play there? They're just heads broken. Don't say nothing. Like I'm sure the the manager there isn't going behind the drum kit and being like, "Oh, hey, this head is blown. Maybe I should get a new one, a new one." You know. But I feel like when I come in, I'm a professional, and 
I'm coming to this gig to get other gigs. <coughs> you know, I can't have a, I can't first song of the night kick a hole into the kick drum and then the, the gig is ruined. What am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. So now it's my job to replace your heads? <coughs> no. But you know, you took one for the team. <coughs> well, and your gig was, you got a successful gig. It sounded it's way not, better. It's man. not how it should be, but hopefully. Hopefully they'll give you some. They'll throw you some bucks for yeah. for doing that. Well, and I I thank you, Corey. <laughs> thank you, because I know <laughs> next time I'm on that stage, sounds so much better. I'll have a real kick drum head. Well, you don't know, Phil, because these people it's, go in there. It's like they have knives for freaking bass drum beaters. It's true. It might have a hole in it by the next time. How are you gonna like? How do you break the the resident head of a kick drum? You kick it like are you are you going in there and just kicking holes and stuff? The resonant head. Remember that was just like a flapping. Oh like, yeah, it was ripped. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And they were not. They would just tape it up, duct tape it up, and I'm like, that is not. Just replace you, the head. Yeah, I don't know how you rip a hole in that. Dude, that's... get a head made that says tin roof. Now you're advertising. Yeah. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't know. I ain't trying to hear that. <laughs> Dude. We gotta wrap the show. I can't stop coughing. <laughs> yeah, I gotta split anyway. Uh, it's been real, Phil. For real, for real. Yeah, Mikai Curtis. I apologize, guys. I can't stop coughing. I can't help it. If I could help it, believe me, I wouldn't do it. It's okay, Corey. Um, I guess you know this is one of those things. Like it's like the Mike Dawson episode where I was like kind of nervous, and we were saying like dope a lot, and I was just like not. You know, we hadn't had a lot of experience with higher profile guests. It was like dope. So, so yeah, it was like dope, and that's just the way we talk. But I still wanted to have like a successful episode. It was a successful episode, but I, I felt like I could do better after that episode. And I feel like that about this episode, where I'm like, this is a high profile like actor. We're gonna probably have a lot of new listeners that aren't drummers, and they're gonna be like, what is up with this host? He's sick. <coughs> <coughs> He's got a cold. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, goodness gracious. Go home and get some rest, Corey. Yeah, dude. I'm going to eat soup. Rest it up. Take your week of less gigs and and rest. Yeah. <laughs> I feel okay. I just don't feel good. <laughs> I feel okay. I just don't feel good. That's what I literally said. Uh, I can't stop coughing. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> it's the drummer game. <laughs> it's the drum. <laughs> It's the Drum Brigade Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Makai Curtis, Corey Kingston, Funky Phil Pardell. Thank you so much for listening. Um, thank you for your support. Sorry for my coughing. Episode 63. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>Thanks for listening to the Drum Brigade podcast. Just so you know, you can hit up our archives at drumbrigade.com and listen to some great interviews with drummers like Stan Bicknell. My connection to drumming is like, uh, it's almost on a spiritual level in terms of how I feel connected to it. So it's, it's not even a question whether I play or not. It's just a matter of how I have it in my life because I have to play. Right. Um, and so going forward, uh, having my boy just made me knuckle down on any decision to do with financial stability, but then also gave me that drive to 
push harder in terms of my own personal development and practice and whatnot. And to be honest, I mean, I'm 35 now, and I would say that my drive for drumming is the strongest that it's ever been. Kirky B, Kirk Biscara. So I use his sticks. I go in there and play that song, The Bird, and um, oh, Jungle Love. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> and um, Morris Day sat at the end of the couch after I played and said, you want a job? No way. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and I said, yeah. <laughs> Timbo from Kino. Tim Baltes. I had to walk. I was walking back from the grocery store because my brother got pissed that I ate all the asparagus. So I had I, I ate like two pounds of asparagus this morning. And it was so good. I had to go and buy a couple more pounds for him. So he wasn't a Debbie Downer the rest of the week. Oh. My pee smelled like nuclear waste. All right. Mike Dawson. The first time I subbed for him, you know, I don't, I don't know how often you guys get in fights, but that feeling of tunnel vision when you're like, all right, I'm, I'm going to like defend myself right now. Yeah. That the, where the whole world just kind of turns into a laser beam. That that was like three hours of the show. Like, I, <laughs> thought I, was, I was in like a fight with Broadway for wow. like three hours. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Mark DiCiani. That single sentence or two started me on the path over the last 10, 12 years of doing research in areas that include neuroscience, neurology, cognitive psychology, genetics, brain lateralization, brain plasticity, because the way that we as drummers develop motor skills is really no different than how a dancer develops motor skills and or how athletes develop skills. And so our brains, our nervous systems, our bodies work the same way. Tosh the drummer. Guess what? I got three drum solos in the show. Three. <laughs> what? <laughs> three drum solos. Oh, my gosh. I, we opened the show with a drum solo. Wow. And we, and then the, right before the encore, we did, I did like a, like a five-minute drum solo. Dude. And he never once, this is the only gig I've ever had that he never once told me to change anything. I showed up and I played. I didn't, like, they told me they were like, don't learn the music exact because we're going to change it. Uh-huh. And that's kind of what they did. They would, like... They changed it, and I played along, and I just figured it out. And, like, they never once critiqued anything I did. Tim Fig Newton. I play a lot of doubles and singles, man. (laughs) Um, I just try to get them clean enough to where I can, you know, kind of just float around the kit and do whatever I want. I I gravitate towards, like, weird-sounding patterns and and things that aren't normal. You know what I mean? So. Um, people always come up to me and they're like, oh, your approach is so different. Like, how do you think to phrase these, these things like that? And I'm like, I don't know. It's just what I hear. But just, you know, that's what comes out. Fredo Ortiz. So he shows me some licks and he's like, you'll be all right, man. It's just like, do your thing. He's like, it's actually, it's like you're going to get to be free to do whatever you want. It doesn't seem like they're asking you to, like, you know, do anything specific because all the music you're doing is pretty much you know, just Latin jazz, like improv and, and jamming and just, you know, keeping it mellow. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, and, and I took that and and totally did not have to apply any of that when the first show came about, which was uh, Australia, in, I think Melbourne. So the, the, the first tour, like, straight sent me to Australia for oh three weeks for <laughs> another two weeks in, in Easter Asia. So that was my first time out of the country doing wow. music, you know. I mean, besides um, 
Jeska, like Jeska went to Finland and stuff. But okay. this was like seriously like my first time. I went to BC Boys and they were headlining. Oh my this god! Festival. <laughs> That's awesome. 